Welcome back to the Money Down Podcast. Today we're going to be going over the top 2022 NFL draft prospects. These are all the guys in college football that are going to be eligible for the 2022 NFL draft that I'm looking forward to seeing. These are mostly just the top guys. I'm going to go over each position, my top guys, and obviously this is way too early. That's why I'm not doing a mock draft. I could be doing a 2022 way too early mock draft. I think it's too early, especially we have no idea where teams are going to go. We have no idea with a team like the Eagles. You know, they could be top five. Jalen Hurts was bad getting a quarterback. Or they could be later in the teens. Jalen Hurts looks decent and they're going somewhere else. So it's so hard with draft needs and position and order. So I'm just going to go over my top guys that I'm ready to watch. Now this all could change. I have some guys on here that are just like absolute prospects and I just want to see what they can do. And some guys I think have already proven that they're going to be a first round pick. Now, first, we're going to go into the quarterbacks. This is what everyone wants to hear. We're just going to get right off the bat. The top quarterbacks. Now, obviously, the ones everyone's probably heard of if you're getting into it. Spencer Rattler is probably the number one guy for a lot of people. He's just His talent is insane. Makes a lot of dumb throws, but his arm talent is the best in this class. He's, he's an athletic dude. He can run for Oklahoma. He's an incredible player, and he could be the next Oklahoma quarterback to go number one if he has a good senior season, or not senior, it's going to be his true junior season, but he's definitely a guy I'm looking forward to with all the talent, makes some boneheaded plays, but we'll see what he does, and he could definitely be a top five pick in my opinion. Next, we're going to go to Sam Howell from North Carolina. He's the next UNC quarterback after Mitchell Trubisky. Now, he has a cannon. He's one of the best deep ball throwers we've seen coming out in the last couple of classes he's up there with kind of Trey Lance not necessarily as talented but a great deep ball the only worry with him is he he's in a really bad simplified scheme at UNC where it's all RPOs and deep balls like if you go up on YouTube right now and search up Sam Howell highlights you're gonna every I literally watched it also every single highlight of his is just a go ball. I mean he had some insane talent with Daz Newsome and Deami Brown. He had some great running backs in Devonta Williams and Michael Carter. So we'll see how he does. But I think when it comes to the draft, the scheme is what's gonna really hurt Sam Howell when he comes out. I think teams are gonna be worried about the throws that he can make because he's not throwing a lot of deep intermediate, a lot of out routes. You know the kind of Routes that you're going to need to make in the NFL. He's not throwing a lot of those, so his he could have just another good year, and it's really going to come down to the combine and his pro days when teams actually get to put him on some more of these routes and see what he really can do. But he's definitely an interesting prospect that's definitely right near the top for me for quarterbacks. Next, we have Keaton Slovis. He's the USC quarterback. I'm personally not a big fan of him. I know some people have him as their number one quarterback to watch right now at the top. For me, he doesn't have a cannon of an arm. He's very accurate. I will give him that. He's throwing some decent picks. I think His ceiling is kind of like a Mac Jones, I feel like. But even then, I don't see that. He's definitely a guy that to keep an eye on, see how he does at USC. I'm Like I said, I'm not high on him. But some people really are. And I'll definitely be keeping an eye on him during this next college football season. My next prospect, I'm going on to Desmond Ritter. The Cincinnati quarterback had a great year last year. Led Cincinnati to a bowl game against Georgia in which they lost in the final seconds. But still, it was a great year. And I think since he could have a really good year. I have a couple Cincinnati players on here that I think are going to be really good this year. And I think they have a chance to make a really good run. And Desmond Ritter could be a big part of that. He's another guy where he doesn't have the insane talent to probably be a top 10 pick. 
but he's a guy that could solidify kind of between a Mac Jones, Kyle Trask range, late first, you know, second round quarterback if he has a really good year in Cincy. And he had a good year last year. He just needs to build on it and improve this year. And I think he's definitely a guy I want to watch. Next up, we have JT Daniels, the Georgia quarterback, transferred from USC after getting beat out by Keaton Slovis. Some questions there on why he really transferred. But nonetheless, he's a talented quarterback. Made some incredible throws in the spring game, which was one of the first times we got to see extended action for JT Daniels. He's definitely a high upside guy that could have a great season for Georgia. Has some great weapons in Georgia. George Pickens, we'll get to later, one of my favorite receivers in this class. But JT Daniels is definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on as a guy who could break out and have a really good year and definitely be in the talk for one of these top quarterbacks of this class. Next, we're going on to Bryce Young from Alabama. He's an Alabama quarterback. Alabama quarterbacks usually do well. He's not a guy that I see maybe being one of the top two prospects, but he's a guy who could slide in kind of like a Kyle Trask range as a decent quarterback that you'll find on day two, maybe. I mean, he's still at Bama. They have tons of talent there. Their O-line is stacked. Their receiving core is still going to be good. Got a couple of receivers that I really like coming out there. And I, th- I think Bryce Young could definitely have a big numbers year, and it's going to be one of those debates on talent. And Alabama quarterbacks, really, in general, especially depending on how we see Mac Jones do in the NFL, it's not good looking if he does bad, and then we have guys like Tua also not producing the NFL. So he's definitely got to keep your eye on out of Alabama. Next, we're going to be going on to – these are kind of the, the just the talent guys. These guys probably have the most talent in the class – we have first we have Emory Jones who didn't really play last year. It was Kyle Trask's backup. He played a little. We saw him come in at the end of the season for Kyle Trask. He's a runner, insane runner, kind of like a Jalen Hurts where he gets downhill and he will break tackles and make some plays with his feet. He has a strong arm, but he's not incredibly accurate. So he really hasn't played. So he's really just a projection projection at this point. I know PFF had him going like six in their mock draft just as a projection. But it's going to be really interesting to see what he does in Florida. They lost a lot of weapons there in Florida. And they lost a couple. They lost their OC. They got a lot of turnover. So we'll see what Emory Jones does. And if he can have a good year, then that says something for him at Florida. And he could definitely be a top guy for the next draft. Next, we're going on to one of my favorite guys. He's definitely the, what they like to call, hashtag fun to watch guys in this class. We're going on to Malik Willis from Liberty. He is just an insane talent. He's so fast. He's juking people out. Has insane arm talent, but he did throw a lot of picks. He had a lot of turnover-worthy plays. He's definitely going to have to clean up footwork, but he's just he's an absolute talent. Kind of on that Lamar Jackson level of just you watch him and you're like, wow, he's throwing insane deep balls, and then he's running juking dudes for a 30-yard run. I love watching Malik Willis, and I'm definitely, he's definitely one of the guys I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. Don't really want to watch a lot of Liberty games, but if you're watching Liberty game, it's worth it because of Malik Willis. Those are overall my top quarterbacks to watch. I'm going to be watching them throughout the season, and we're definitely going to do another one of these when we rank closer after the college football season to see how the board turns out. It's going to be interesting to see if I definitely miss some guys. You know, there's some... Other people that could come up, Matt Corral is another one that comes to mind from Ole Miss as a guy who could have a big year and come out. But also some of these guys could do bad and not even be on this list, could return and whatnot. Next, though, we're going to move on to the running backs. This is just a short list of three guys that I have as my top guys right now that I'm seeing a lot of places. First is Brees Hall from Iowa. He's kind of that all-around back, low center of gravity. You know, he's going to break tackles. He's going to get your big gains. 
He's uh, there's nothing one there's not one trait about him that stands out about oh he's super fast he's super strong he has great hands he's just an all around guy that's pretty good I don't really see him unless he makes some huge leap in athleticism as a first round guy but definitely solid second round running back I could see in the next draft next would probably be one of my favorite guys looking at this class is Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M the dude's a home run hitter if you watch his tape I mean. He just hits home run after home run, long runs. He's got the speed. He's got that one-cut ability where he just sticks his foot in the ground and goes and takes it 80 yards to the house. He's he's one of the most electric running backs in college football, and he, he has a chance to be a first-round pick if he just even improves and has an insane season. I'm not a huge running back in the first-round kind of guy. And none of these guys are that incredible of athletes, I'm saying. You know, like no Saquon Barkley levels, but they're definitely really solid guys that – could be day one, day two picks in the, this next coming draft. Next guy I have is just an interesting prospect is Zamir White from Georgia. I really like some of the things I see from him. He's very inconsistent. But, I mean, Georgia turns out running backs like butter. And I just, Zamir White could easily be the next guy that comes from Georgia. He's definitely a talent. He's got some insane athleticism. And I'm really interested to see what he does for the Georgia Bulldogs this next season. It's going to be interesting watching Georgia with a lot of talent. And JT Daniels, Zamir White, we'll get to some of the other guys from Georgia. But that could definitely be a really good team this next year. It mostly hinges on what JT Daniels is going to do for them. Next up, we're going to be moving on to the wide receiver class for this next college football season. Now, there's definitely some interesting guys. The first guy I want to mention is Chris Olave from Ohio State. He could have come out this year and probably would have been a late first rounder. Maybe early second, kind of in that group with, you know, Bateman, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, somewhere sliding around that second group of wide receivers. But he decided to go back to school. He's definitely fast. He's a deep threat. Made some big plays in the playoffs. And he's definitely going to be interesting to watch another year at Ohio State. Sorry, I'm actually not too sure who their quarterback's going to be. I haven't looked too much into it, but it's going to depend on quarterback play. And also, the next guy I want to get to is Garrett Wilson, also from Ohio State, who is arguably the better receiver out of him and Olave. A lot of people who went up against Ohio State said that Garrett Wilson is the better receiver out of the two. So that's definitely a receiving core to watch. Garrett Wilson is a couple people's number one receiver. I think he's definitely up there for my number one receiver looking at the class as it is. And he's definitely probably going to be a first-round talent as long as nothing major happens in this next season. Next, we go up to a guy who has had an interesting college career in Justin Ross, who was supposed to come out last year, ended up having an injury or opted out, didn't play this last year. Then there were recent rumors that he was transferring to Alabama. He's currently at Clemson, for those of you guys who don't know Justin Ross. He seems like he's been at Clemson forever. He seems like he's going to come out in every single draft class. And yet he's still at Clemson playing football there. He's going to come back for one more year, I believe, at Clemson. And he's definitely he's another burner insane talent I I've had him in first rounds and before in a couple other drafts and ends up not coming out he's coming back to school again we'll see what Justin Ross could do I definitely think he's going to be a top pick because he's an insane talent they have DJ Ungalegle however you say his name at at Clemson I think he's one of the best quarterback prospects I've seen in a while his arm is absolutely insane and that's just going to help Justin Ross out at Clemson probably have a big year because he said he's not transferring to Alabama he came out and said that which is good we don't need any more receivers going to Alabama because they already have a couple guys one guy I'm going to mention is my next prospect which is John Mechie 
I, he had a great year last year. He was kind of their number two guy behind Devontae Smith when Jalen Waddle was playing. He was their number three. I think he's a he's a good athlete. I mean, we definitely have a lot to see. He was obviously behind the Heisman winner in college. So let's see this year when he comes up, he has a more prominent role, if he can really take it on. I don't know if he can take on that prominent role or not. I think he definitely has the athletic ability to do it. So he's definitely going to be an interesting guy to watch in that Alabama offense and if he can take that prominent role as the receiver for Bama and really be a top talent in the next class. Next, we have one of my favorite guys. We have George Pickens. From Georgia, I mentioned him earlier. He's he's like maybe the most athletic and one of the most talented guys in this class. He's he's got a little bit of a diva off the field, kind of that OBJ vibes. He's had some injuries, but overall, I mean, you can't deny the talent with George Pickens, and he's probably gonna have a huge year in Georgia. He's one of those guys I was talking about with that Georgia team could be definitely special. JT Daniels slinging it to George Pickens could be definitely be one of the funnest things to watch in this next season. My last guy is a bit of an interesting guy. We have Traylon Burks from Arkansas. He's kind of his run after the catch is insane. He's a he, he's like he was almost built in a lab as a receiver. He's like six three six four, two thirty or something, and he's fast. I mean, he he's a guy built in a lab, and he's going to be an interesting guy to watch at Arkansas. Bit of a smaller school that no one talks about. Doesn't turn out much NFL talent from Arkansas. But Traylon Burks' talent is definitely up there. He has a big year, and we're definitely going to be talking about him come the next receiver class when we're looking at this draft in a year or so. Next, now I'm, there's a lot of guys I probably haven't mentioned, some receivers. These are just my favorite guys. It's not like I'm saying no one else is going to be a first-round pick, no one else is going to be top guys. These are some of my favorite guys that I've seen in a lot of places that I want to touch on going into the college football season. But anyway, we're going to move on to the tight end position next. We're going to get through offense, then we'll jump to defense after. So if you just hear, want to hear the defense, go ahead and jump about halfway through when we'll get into that. But tight end, I only have one guy for tight end right now, and that's Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. He's, he's a really good tight end. He's probably a first-round talent. I see him, he's definitely between, if we look at last year's class, he's between, he's definitely not as good as Kyle Pitts, doesn't have that athleticism, but I think he's definitely going to be better than Pat Fryermith was, kind of in that late first-round mold of a tight end. He's a little bit less freakier TJ Hawkinson maybe something like that he's got a good build for a tight end he's bigger than bigger than Kyle Pitts and he's got some athleticism to him sneaky athleticism he had a really big year at A&M we're gonna see A&M's rolling a new quarterback yet again I don't know who that is I haven't paid too much attention to all the quarterback news this early for some of those teams but if he gets good quarterback play he could definitely rise the stock and he's a really good tight end probably a first round kind of talent I'll be interested to see what he does for this next college football season. Now, wrapping up the offense, we're going to go into the tackles and the O-linemen. I'm going to kind of jump through these guys. A lot of it is based on some of the size that we've seen from some of these guys. First up, we have Evan Neal from Alabama. The dude's like 6'7", 340, an absolute behemoth of a man. He played right guard, I believe, as a true freshman at Alabama, then moved to right tackle this past year. Probably going to play left tackle for Alabama. I mean, if you're starting on the Alabama offensive line as a true freshman, you're going to be a first-round pick. Evan Neal could be a top-ten pick, especially with his size. We'll see how he plays at left tackle this year. Definitely interesting to watch. Now, these other couple guys are just some prospects that, you know, O-line's really hard to grade right now. It's going to depend on a lot, but... 
Zion Nelson from Miami, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, and Rashid Walker from Penn State are the three of the guys I've seen mentioned around a lot. All big guys, Charles Cross especially, one of the bigger guys in this class. All could be really good tackles, just definitely guys to keep your eye on. And then one of the last guys I put on here was, ooh, the, I always pick the guys with the hardest names. Ikem Okwanu from NC State was the last guy I put on here. Another tall guy, lanky guy, definitely a perfect tackle build. He's another kind of project player. Let's see how he does this year, and he could really raise his stock. Now, there's another guy I forgot to put on my list. He's a Washington tackle that had a really good year last year and could have come out, but they only played four games. Pac-12 kind of screwed over a lot of the people that played for them. Um, I can't get the name. I'll see if I can get the name and put it, maybe put it out on my Twitter or something. But that's another guy that I'm definitely keeping my eyes on for tackle. Moving on to the interior offensive line. I have two guys on my interior offensive line. I have Tyler Linderbaum at center. One of the best center prospects we've seen lately. A great zone scheme kind of center. Definitely going to be one of the top guys in the interior O-line. And then my top guard as of now, we have Cade Mays from Tennessee. He's, he's another behemoth of a man. He's a bully. We're going to see what he can do in Tennessee this year and come out and wrap up the offense. There's a lot of definitely talent on the offense, but I think this next draft class is a defensive class. It's a really deep defensive line class. I think it's definitely better than last year's. Cornerback, I believe, is the strength of this class. We have a couple linebackers I want to see and then some safety prospects. One safety prospect one safety prospect in particular that's probably the best prospect we've seen since Jamal Adams. Now moving on into the defensive class. We're going to start off at defensive tackle. I have two guys here. As guys I want to mention, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. He's pro he might be a top 10 pick. He's definitely better than Christian Barmore we saw this past year who slid into the second but could have been a higher pick. DeMarvin Leal's a stud. I, be I believe he's maybe somewhere around 6'4", 280, something like that. He's an athletic guy. He'll put on spin moves on the inside. He could play 3-4 D end. and kind of side out to even D end if you need. I think he's going to be best as a 3-4 D end or a 4-3 kind of 3-tech D tackle in the NFL. But he's an absolute athlete for the interior position. He's going to be a really high pick in this next class. The next guy, like I said, I love to pick the hard names. It's Fedarian Mathis from Alabama. I mean, Alabama, like I was talking about, Georgia churning out running backs. Alabama turns out defensive tackles like nothing else. And Federian Mathis could be one of those next guys. He's another great talent for that Alabama D-line. Next, though, we're going to move up to the edge. This is where I think it gets really deep. I'm going to go over a couple of these guys quickly and then a couple of them in depth for some of the best talent. Now, first off, we have Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, who is the best DN in this class. He's the best. He's up there in that. I think he's a He's probably going to end up being a better prospect than both the Bosa brothers. Up there with the Chase Young and Miles Garrett type prospects. He's like a Kawhi Leonard build I've seen people call, you know, 6'5", whatever, 280, 290, something like that. Absolutely athletic, long as hell. I mean, he's he's the next guy, top five pick. Probably could be the first non-quarterback off the board would be my guess. He could be a top three pick. I could definitely see Kayvon Thibodeau going in this next draft. He's an absolute insane athlete. Next, we have Drake Jackson from USC. Another guy who's got a great body, great length, bigger guy. We'll see what he can do in this next season. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Zach Harrison from Ohio State. I believe Zach Harrison is like 6'6", 
six seven. He's an absolutely long dude. Definitely a lot of potential. If he he has he's gonna have to put together some things on the technical side if he wants to be a really high pick. But he definitely could. He has the build to do it from Ohio State, and he's an absolute athlete. Next, another quick couple guys I just want to mention. We have Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. He's definitely talented. Just keep your eye on another long guy. And Nick Benito from Oklahoma is he's he's absolutely electric. A great athlete. Could have came out in this last class. Decided to stay there for another year to improve his draft prospect. Could be a first round. He's definitely a guy I'm keeping my eyes on. Nick Benito. Now. Next guy I want to mention is Adam Anderson from Georgia. He was a five-star recruit. Didn't get much playing time at Georgia. He was really a pure pass rusher at Georgia. Came in on third downs, pure passing down. I mean, he might be the best pass rusher in this class. Just looking at his film, he rushes the passer like absolutely nobody else. He was better than Aziz Ojalari at rushing the passer. His get-off is absolutely insane. He's getting in the quarterback's lap right now. I mean, if you go watch his highlights, they're insane. He must have some issues in the run game, though. He didn't really play on a lot of pass downs. So if he can put it together, he could be one of those top guys in this class because his pass rush ability is next level with what he's doing. Like I said, former five-star Absolutely insane athlete, but he's going to have to put it together because there's definitely some issues, maybe off-the-field issues, but he's not playing much at Georgia. And as a five-star recruit, it's hard to see why. I know they have a lot of talent, but we definitely need to see why and see if he can be that every down DN if he wants to be a top guy in this class because his pass rush is up there. Now we're going on to one of my favorite guys in this entire class. We're going on George Carlofitis, I believe is how you say it, from Purdue. The dude's an de- absolute power end. You know, think of your Calais Campbell, but maybe a little bit smaller. I mean, he came in as a true freshman and was absolutely bullying people, racking up pressures, racking up TFLs. I love watching his film. He's an absolute bully, and that was as a true freshman. You don't do those things as a true freshman in the Big Ten. Just the things he was doing is insane. Ended up only playing, I believe, two years or two two games this past season because of injury. So he's coming back for his true junior season. And I, if he puts together a tape, he could be one of the top guys in this class. I love watching him. He's one of my favorite guys. And I'm definitely keeping an eye on him coming in this season. George Carlofitis again from Purdue. Keep your eyes on this guy when it comes to the NFL draft in 2022 as one of the top guys. Now we're going to move on to the linebacker position. I have a couple of guys here. The first one I want to mention is Brenton Cox Jr. from Florida. Um... He's listed at a linebacker in a lot of places that you see him, but he's more of an edge rusher. Um, I believe he transferred from Clemson, I believe it was. Somewhere like that. Maybe it wasn't Clemson. Uh, I don't, I'll don't. i have to get back to you on where he transferred from. But transfers to Florida. Has a breakout year this past year. He's an absolutely electric pass rusher. When I say outside linebacker, think of... The kind of role that Vaughn Miller plays where you're that outside linebacker, you rush, drop into coverage a little bit. He's absolutely athletic. He's another one of my favorite guys in this class along with George Carlofitis. Brenton Cox Jr. is definitely a guy to keep your eyes on athletic as anyone else in this class. And I love what he did breakout year. Let's see what he can do for another year in that Florida defense. Who's going to have a really good defense, by the way, Florida. Next up, we're going to go to his teammate, Ventrell Miller, who's just another solid guy. I'm not going to spend too much time about him. We'll see what he can do. Athletic guy, more of your true inside linebacker rather than Brenton Cox. Next up, we have Mike Jones Jr. from LSU. He's the one that transferred from Clemson, I believe. He played kind of an outside linebacker role there, but I believe he didn't really like his role and thinks he could be more of a true inside linebacker. He's going to LSU who has produced tons of really good 
linebacker talent last year is in Patrick Queen and Jabril Cox, Deion Jones, you know, produced tons of talent there. So he's going to go probably play a more inside linebacker role. He could have a really big breakout year for LSU if he really does play inside linebacker. And I'd be really excited to see what Mike Jones Jr. can do. And he could be one of those breakout guys that's a top talent in this next draft class. Now we have probably the number one consensus linebacker on a lot of people's boards right now. Christian Harris from Alabama. Alabama's another team, always has great linebackers. He could be the next good one, athletic build. He's going to come down and hit you hard. He was part of that Alabama defense last year that was so good. He's returning to, yet again, a good Alabama defense. And I'm definitely watching what Christian Harrison can do as probably the top linebacker right now in this 2022 draft eligible class. Alright, next up we're going to be jumping in to the cornerback class, which like I was saying earlier, is really the strength of this class. I think there's a lot of really good cornerbacks in this class, and we're going to start off with none other than one of the best cornerback prospects we've seen in Derek Stingley from LSU. Came in as a true freshman and was probably the best corner in entire college football as a true freshman. Had a bit of a down year last year, but I mean down year for him was still a really good year. Battled some injuries this past year. But, I mean, he's he's up there with Kayvon Thibodeau as the first non-quarterback to probably get drafted in this class. Absolute insane talent. Perfect cornerback build that you could want. It was supposedly running 4-3 in high school, so you know he has the speed. He's definitely the best cornerback prospect we've seen in a long time. And I'm excited to see what he does this next year to build on that and definitely be a top 5 pick probably, in my opinion. Derek Stanley could easily be. Next up, we have another one of my... Another guy I love to watch in this class. We have Kair Elam from Florida. He's an absolute long dude. Exactly what you want in a cornerback build. Had a great year at Florida. Lots of ball production. We're going to see what he does this next year. And just keep building on what he did. He's definitely probably my number two in this class. Is just an absolute great cornerback prospect. Kair Elam, probably a top 15 prospect if I were to rank him right now. He's perfect. He's exactly what you want in a cornerback, and that's why he's up there. Next, we have my favorite corner. Not my best, but he's up there with Carla Fetus and Brenton Cox, and my favorite guys in this class. We have Ahmad Gardner from Cincy. He looks a bit skinny on the field, but he just makes plays. He's another one of these guys on Cincinnati that was part of the reason that Cincy team was so good last year. Part of it was Ahmad Garner. He's an absolute stud. I love watching his film. He's one of my favorite guys that could really boost his stock. and be. He could be one of those guys that's kind of like a steal in next year's draft class that falls maybe second round but ends up being one of the best guys from the class. I could definitely see that for Ahmad Garner playing in Cincy a little bit lesser. But, I mean, he did, he did what he had to do when he played Georgia. Does business and just makes plays everywhere. Now I'm going to go over a couple guys here that are just prospects that I'm keeping my eye on. Not a lot to say about them right now, but they're guys at the top that you want to keep your eye on. We have Seven Banks from Ohio State, Darion Kendrick from Clemson, and Andrew Booth also from Clemson are guys you definitely want to keep your eyes on as guys who might be first-round picks, some of the best cornerbacks in the nation. Keep your eyes on those guys because they're going to be guys that you're hearing later on. Next guy I want to mention is Trent McDuffie from Washington. Not a lot of people are talking about him as much. He's an athlete, dude. His change of direction is incredible. He's going to be one of the top guys to keep your eyes on coming in this next class. And then my last guy I have for this insane cornerback class is Josh Job from Alabama. He's an interesting prospect. Some people need to see a little bit more from him. I can understand. He had an all right coverage grade. The dude's a beast, though. He's like the DK Metcalf of cornerbacks. If you look at him, the dude is jacked. He's a big guy. 
He's going to press and get up in your face. I love his play style. It's going to be really interesting to see what he does at Alabama. Probably as their number one cornerback with Patrick Sertan leaving. Josh Job is one of the hashtag fun to watch cornerbacks in this class. And I'm, I love, I'm going to love to be able to see what he does. Now, if you guys don't get the hashtag fun to watch thing that a lot of the two for one draft guys at PFF, they like to say, basically guys that when you turn on the film, I'm going to be wanting to watch Josh Joby just to see what he does because he's hashtag fun to watch. Now, the last position group we're going to go over. Sorry about kickers and punters, you know. I get their people too. Maybe I'll do a long snapper episode in the future if you guys really want, but we're not getting into that just yet. We're going to be going on to the safeties, and the first guy I want to talk about from the safeties is the guy I said mentioned earlier, probably the best safety prospect since Jamal Adams. We have Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. He's an absolute flyer around the field. He is forcing fumbles left, right, and center, laying the boom, coming downhill at every chance he has out of Notre Dame. He's an insane talent, probably a top 20 pick, better than any of the safeties in the last couple classes. As a true sophomore, was balling out this last season. Part of the reason that Notre Dame defense was so good and they made the playoffs was Kyle Hamilton, probably the guy on that defense up there with your guy in JOK. Those two were really the guys in Kyle Hamilton this next class. He's going to probably build on that and have an even better year. Definitely an interesting guy to watch. Next up, we have Jordan Battle from Alabama, another really good safety. Coming out of Alabama, kind of more of your inbox safety like a Kyle Hamilton. He will lay the boom. Definitely another fun guy to watch. Going to see what he does and could could be a first-round prospect if he has another good year. Another just interesting guy that was fun to watch was Bubba Bolden from Miami. He's another guy that flew around the field, made a lot of plays for that great Miami defense last year. I can't wait to watch him this year. See what he does, make some big plays, explode into the scene, and maybe be a great guy for this next prospect. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode. These were some of my top guys for 2022. 2022, that was a lot of 2020s. I'm sorry, I'm kind. Of, it's near, you know, it's near the end of that. I have have I've had some coffee, as you can see. My words aren't coming out great, but we're at the end of this podcast. There's definitely a lot of talent in this 2022 class. I love the cornerback class, and especially as an Eagles fan, probably going to be looking into that corner two with three first round picks next year. If your team needs a cornerback, this is the class. There's definitely, it's a deep quarterback class. I'm not seeing a lot of high-end talent, you know. There could, it could be deeper than last, this past year's, but maybe not as top-heavy. But there's definitely some athletes in this quarterback class I'm looking forward to. This is going to be a really good college football season after, you know, the weird season we had this last year. We finally get to see all the talent on display. Everyone's playing games. I'm really excited I'm really excited to see some of these teams like Cincinnati. If Cincinnati can really make a run, they got Desmond Ritter coming back and still some really good players on their defense. After losing some guys, you know, like James Hudson, James Wiggins, you know, some they lost definitely some talent, but they have tons of talent still. And I'm really excited to see what a team like them does. Been watching some spring games. Going to keep watching up on some more of those to get even more guys out for you. There's some absolute studs coming up in the college football season that aren't draft eligible. These are all guys that are probably, I believe, are draft eligible. But there's some guys. I mean, Alabama, I remember I was watching their their uh, spring game. They had this dude. I don't even remember his name. He was a early enrollee, so he's going to be a true freshman. He was absolutely balling out at receiver for them, a long dude. So, you know, there's some guys that catch your eyes as, as some true freshmen. 
coming into this class are going to be studs, but these are all draft-eligible guys. Let me know what you guys thought. If there's any guys that you guys think, go ahead over. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you if not, go over to my YouTube channel where this is probably going to be posted. My YouTube channel is under my name, Jared Svensson. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't. Go ahead and leave a like on the video and let me know in the comments any guys I didn't talk about or your thoughts on any of the guys I did talk about. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, the summer, it might be a dead time for football, but it's not too early to look into the 2022 NFL Draft. We're only about 11 months away from the 2022 NFL Draft, and I know some of your teams are probably going to be bad if you're a Detroit Lions fan. What's up? I know you're watching Lions fans. I know you're listening because you guys are going to definitely be deciding between a lot of these players in next year's draft class. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. This is my first big episode. I just put one out earlier. If you want to go listen to it, you can. It was kind of a draft awards. Not the greatest podcast. Had to get one out to be able to get my podcast onto Spotify and iTunes. But it's up now. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Any episodes you guys want to see over the summer. And I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you guys so much for watching. And peace.